from heaven's throne this earth you formed was not your home a love like this the world hath never
was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore. Very deeply stained within, seeking to rise no more. But he's the master of the sea, heard my despair and cry. From the waters lifted me, now safe. Safe am I Oh, love lifted me Love lifted me When no one but Christ could help Love lifted me Love lifted me Jesus completely said yes, he, he will lift you by his love out of the angry ways. And he's the master of the sea. He lost his will obey. He your savior wants to save, be saved today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Happy Easter to all of you out there watching us and part of the service. It's been a good day so far. God has been gracious to us. I believe that we have been blessed so far by the ministry of uh, Fresh Breeze and also by all that has gone on already in the service. Please, 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 if your friends are not yet tuned in, call them up and Wake up, make all your family members join in this very important service. It's Easter time. You know how it is. Churches will be crowded if we're meeting physically. So, in the same way, I believe that uh, our online service must also be crowded. Call up everybody you can reach out and let them come along and join in this very important time of the word. I'm grateful to God for the blessing of ministering the word of God to you. I'm grateful to God for my 
colleague, bishops here, Bishop Torosek, an anointed man of God. And I'm, I'm so happy to work with him. And I believe that there's so many series that he'll be preaching to us along the way. But today, I'm privileged to be preaching. Thank God for Bishop Isaac, very anointed man of God, also supporting and helping and pushing the work of God and with various gifts and talents. And you are there. You're also so blessed and privileged and happy to be part of the Kadesh and the bigger family that God has blessed us. I'm happy that last Friday, um, the Good Friday service, it was such an amazing service. Wow, what a word, what a word, what a word, what a preacher. As the bishop and the, the founder of, the, of, of the, this ministry was ministering to us about hell. I've never heard any message like that since I was born. I was so blessed, so, so blessed. And I believe that no matter what, um, whatever experience you have, never, never, never go to hell. No, no compartment is good enough for you. So please pray, I pray for you, that you stay away from hell and do what is right so that you'd rather go to a good place, the place in heaven that Jesus Jesus said that I go to prepare a place for you. There's a place that is being prepared for you. So don't go down, go up. When the trumpet sounds, somebody shout hallelujah. Wonderful. Now, you know, today is Easter, and I'm going to share with you briefly, and I need you to listen carefully and enjoy the word of God, and let the word of God rule and reign in your life. I'm going to read a, a couple of passages to you. But, you know, a song, a hymn, you know, I'm a hymn lover, you know, because uh, I went to a good school, you know what I mean? What I mean? So, um, I want to read a hymn that comes to mind, or we sing it during this season. And can it be, I wish I can sing it, but you know, I will just read the words to you. Because if I sing right now, all of you will fall down uh, under the anointing. And can it be that I should gain an interest in the Savior's blood? Died he for me, who caused his pain? For me, whom him to death pursued. Amazing love. How can it be that thou, my God, should die for me? Amazing love. How can it be that thou, my God, should die for me? You know, it's beyond, it beyond understanding. This God, amazing love that our God, God can die. Can God die? Yes, God died for us. The second standard says, This mystery all, the immortal dies. Who can explore his strange design? In vain the firstborn seraph tries to sound the death of love divine. I don't understand, I don't understand that phrase. But it goes on to say, "'Tis mercy all, let earth adore. Let angels' minds inquire no more. In other words, don't let angels be disturbed anymore. Because angels have never sinned. They've never walked on the, on the earth. But the, to see the immortal dies, the hymn writer said, this, is written, this hymn was written by Charles Wesley in the 18th century. He said, let angels' minds inquire no more that the immortal can die for sinners like you and I. Now the first stanza is also beautiful. He said he left his father's throne above so free, so infinite, his grace emptied, emptied himself of all but love and bled for Adam's helpless race. Tis mercy all, immense and free, for oh my God, it found out me. May the love of God find you out wherever you are. Come on, shout hallelujah. And then again, uh, the next stanza, verse 4, I love it. Long my imprisoned spirit lay, First bound in sun and nature's night. Thine eye diffused a quickening ray. I woke the dungeon flame with light. My chains fell off. My heart was free. I rose, went forth, 
and follow thee. Hallelujah. Today, may every chain that has bound you fall off as you receive the love of God in your life. Come on, shout amen, somebody. And then the final stanza says, No condemnation now I dread. Jesus and all in him is mine. Alive in him, my living head, and clothed in righteousness divine. Bold, I approach the eternal throne and claim the crown through Christ my own. Hallelujah. Listen to me. This Easter morning, as I share the word, of, I'm talking to you about the love of God and, and how God demonstrated his, his, demonstrated his love to you and to me. Turn the Bible with me quickly to Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. And I'm going to read to you from verse number 6 and then 7 and 8. Quickly, Romans chapter 5, verse 6, 7 and 8. If you found it, can join me wherever you are and we can read together. The Bible says, For when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet peradventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. Verse 8. But God commended his love towards us. In that, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I love verse 8. But we say that for God commended his love towards us. In that, while we were yet sinners, Christ died died for us. I want to read the same passage to you from the message Bible. Look at how it renders it. It says Christ arrives right on time to make this happen. I see new things happening in your life. And it says he didn't, he didn't and doesn't wait for us to get ready. He presented himself for a sacrificial death when we were far too weak and rebellious to do anything to get ourselves ready. And it goes on to say, and even if we hadn't been so weak, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have known what to do anyway. We can understand someone dying for a person worth dying for. And we can understand how someone good and noble can inspire us to selfless sacrifice. But God put his love on the line for us. By offering his son in sacrificial death while we were of no use, whatever, of no use, whatever to him. Hallelujah. Now, listen, this is an important message I'm preaching today. How God commended his love, how God demonstrated his love. The Bible says that we're too weak to show anything, but God commended, God demonstrated, God showed his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. It's a good place to shout amen. Now listen to me. I'm going to be giving you very, very important truths from um, this um, passage I shared with you. And I believe that God is going to be gracious to us. Number one, how did God commend his love towards us? Now this is Easter. Easter is all about the love of God. It says about how God demonstrated his love towards us. It says about how God paid the ultimate price for your sin and for my son. Listen, God found a way to punish sin and spare the sinner. He found a way to deal with sin and not to destroy the sinner. Both you and I were sinners, but Bible says that God demonstrated. He showed us what love is. Today, 
this Easter time, may you receive the love of God in your life. And may you also demonstrate the love of God to somebody else. I wish you shouted, Amen. Now, number one, how did God command his love? God commanded his love to us when we're helpless and without strength. That's what the Bible says. Helpless, and we're going to read a number of passages to us very quickly. But we were helpless and without strength. God didn't come for somebody who was strong. God didn't come for somebody who was able and, and moving about. God came for somebody who was frail and weak. That is how, when Christ came in. God said to son, to us at a time when we're afraid, we're weak, we're, we, 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 we're without strength. You know, I, I, I remember a story that I read some time ago about a boy who wanted to buy a puppy. So he was moving around and as he was moving around, he, he saw a sign on somebody's gate, puppies for sale. So this boy rang the gate bell and then the a landlord came out and asked the little boy, about 12 years old, what do you look for? Sam, I want a puppy to buy. So he told me the price of the puppy. And then the man just began to call the puppies coming from the back of the, of the house. Then one came, two came, three, four, five, about seven of them. Now they all were frisky, jumping and gamboling around the, the owner and all that. The puppies are about six weeks old and uh, very beautiful. The, after the, the eighth one came, then, uh, the, 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 after the seventh one came, then the eighth one was coming from the back of the house, slowly, couldn't move so fast and jumping around like the other puppies, and so on. So the boy was a little inquisitive. How come this one is walking slowly? How come he cannot jump and move around like all the other seven? And the, and the, and the owner said, oh, when they were born, Something happened when they were, the vet was visiting them, that the cake fell on this little puppy when it was just about two weeks old. So the limbs were broken, the back legs were broken, and so it cannot jump and move around like others. That is why it came so slow. The others were moving around all about and so on. So can you imagine the little boy, 12-year-old boy said, I like that one. I like the one that is weak, the one whose legs are broken. And then the owner was wondering why. You are a boy, you want, to, you want to run around with a the, with the puppy, you want to uh, jump around. This is not good enough for you. This one cannot move around and jump around like the others. Then the boy pulled up his trousers and showed the owner of the puppies that he was, this boy was wearing braces on his legs. The boy told the owner of the dogs that when he was five, he was involved in an accident and both legs were broken. And so now he's wearing braces and going to wear the rest of his life. And so the boy told the owner of the puppies, I know how it is like to be the weak one. I know how it is like to be rejected. I know what it is like not to be loved and not to be cared for by anybody. I don't know why I like that one. I can identify with his pain. I can identify with his rejection. Weak and frail. But somehow I can link up with him because I know what it is like. When all my colleagues are running and jumping, I walk slowly. So I like this one because I know what it is like to be the one behind. I want to tell you, friends, that God demonstrated his love to us when we were weak and frail. We didn't have any strength. But Jesus came and went through all that he went through for your sake and for my sake. So that we can receive his love and then his love will strengthen us and give us hope again. There's hope for your life. Come on, shout your loudest. Amen. Am I preaching to you right there? Number two, God commanded his love to us when we were thieves. What a shock. On the cross of Calvary, 
The Bible said Jesus was, was crucified between two thieves. And one of them was, Bible. let me read to you from Luke chapter 23, verse 39. Bible says, and one of the malefactors, that is the thieves, which were, which were hung um, on a rail, set on a cross, said to Jesus, if you are the son, Jesus Christ, save thyself and save us. But the other answer, you beat him saying, does not thou fear God, seeing thou art the same condemnation, and we did, we are indeed justly. In other words, we have been crucified because we deserve to die. But for him, he has done nothing wrong. And then this thief turned to Jesus and he said to him, Lord, remember me when you come to your kingdom. And Jesus said to the thief, said to the malefactor, today shall thou be with me in paradise. Hallelujah. I want to tell you that God didn't wait for us to do the right thing. While the guy was on the cross as a thief, Jesus said that, I forgive you, and you're going to be with me in paradise. That is how God demonstrated love to us. Many times I hear my bishop asking, how many of you have lied before? How many of you have stolen before? How many of you have stolen uh, for your mother's suit before? I remember uh, when I was a young boy, there was uh, one friend of ours, I mean, well, little boy, much younger, about seven years old. He went to steal lactogen, you know, and, 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 uh, do they still have lactogen in life? I don't know, but you know, they still have lactogen. All right. Now this boy went and then, you know, he had a little sister who was only six months old. And the six months old uh, sister used to, um, they used to make the lactogen for, for her. But this boy went and opened the lactogen, took a number of spoons full and ate it, and then opened it and left it by the side of the six months old baby. So when the mother comes, you think that the six-month-old baby has stolen the lactogen. What a shock. It shows how infantile his mind was. That because the lactogen is opened by the sister six-month-old, she would have stolen the lactogen. Many of us are thieves. But thank God that in, in, even in our evil ways, God demonstrated his love towards us. Bible says he came to us when we're not yet ready. That is when Christ came to die. Somebody shout your loudest, amen. God commanded his love towards us. When we were still sinners. Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 1. This is Easter message. So receive it wherever you are. Maybe you are joining us for the first time. Your friends called you in. Come let's go. Let's go to church together. And you are joining to watch us. Listen to what I am saying carefully. Because it will change your life forever. And for good. Shout amen. Amen. The Bible says that. uh, In 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 15. This is a faithful saying. And worthy of all acceptation. That Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Of whom I am chief. What a shock. This is Paul writing. Paul is saying that this is the thing that we need to accept. That Jesus came to the world to save sinners. I'm preaching the simplicity of the gospel to you. Important for you to understand that the reason why Christ came was not for the righteous but for the sinner. And Paul said that this, 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 everyone must accept it. There's no argument about it. I need no other argument. I need no other plea. It is enough that Jesus died and died for me. Come on, shout amen. 
So I'm telling you this morning that in our sin, that is when Christ came to die. Paul said that I'm the, I'm the first. I'm, when, you, when you categorize the thieves, I'm, the, I'm number one. But Paul said that it is worthy of acceptation. Maybe your friend knew you, know you as a bad person. Your friend knew you in a, in a, as you used to be. But I tell you today that Jesus can turn your life around. He came for people like you and like me. Somebody shout amen. God commended his love towards us. He, he demonstrated, he showed us what love is by coming to us when we're sinners. Number three or number four, God commended his love towards us when we were ungodly. Un- we didn't have God in our minds. In Ephesians chapter two, verse four to six, Bible says, but God who is rich in mercy, God is rich in mercy. God is rich in goodness. God is, God is rich. Uh, I said the riches of his glory. Hallelujah. So God is rich in mercy. He's rich in, in his goodness and also rich in glory. Now this one says that by God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us even when we were dead in sins has quickened us together with Christ. By grace he has saved and had raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Somebody say hallelujah. But we say we're dead in our sins. We're ungodly. We didn't have God in our minds. We are so bad. God was so far away from our lives. But God, you see, that's why the message Bible says that God didn't wait for us to get ready. He came at the right time. If God was waiting for you to get ready, it's going to be a problem. Don't say, I want to stop this before I come to Christ. I want to stop this. You cannot stop by yourself. It's the power of God and love of God that can transform your life and make you a brand new person. Am I speaking to you right there? Today, I came to encourage you that the love of God is right there. God wants to demonstrate what love is to you. I'm preaching. I said, I'm preaching. Are you still here? Now, let's go on quickly because there are a few more things to say. So, God came to demonstrate his love towards us when we are ungodly and when we are also sinners. I read to you from 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 15. I want to tell you, friends, that even in our sins and our weaknesses, somebody loves us. There's a story of a woman who was a sportswoman and she went to engage in a certain sport and she got injured and... Um, she, she, she became incapacitated. She, she, she wasn't able to move normally and walk normally and all that and so on. And she was pretty beautiful and all that. But because of the accident she had, she couldn't walk again. She was totally supposed to be in wheelchair the rest of her life. Then as the lady sat and kept on, I mean, moving, life kept on moving, a certain Chinese man came up and he said, I'm in love with this lady. What a shock. Somebody, you see, sometimes when you're in love with a person and you begin to see some signs or something happens, I know situations, somebody, uh, you love somebody and then they detect a certain kind of sicknesses and you pull away. Now, this woman was physically crippled. But a Chinese man came and he said, I love this woman. Everybody was wondering, does he really really know what he's going for? Does he really understand what he's going for? Before you realize they were having a wedding. What a shock. <laughs> what a shock. Who would marry a crippled person in that sense? Who would love a crippled But this man said that, I love her as she is. Let me tell you something. People stay away from you because of your weakness, because of your shortcomings and so on. But somebody loves you as you are. 
today, may you embrace the love of God. May you welcome the love of God in your life. May the love of God make a difference in your life. God commended his love towards us. Brothers and sisters, that while we're just sinners, Christ Jesus came to die for us. Let me give you the next two or three more points and then we'll be... The service time is already running up, but I, I feel that I'm preaching the word of God to you. This is Easter Sunday, the love of God. Somebody say the love of God. If you're sitting by a sister or brother, give him a high five and say the love of God is real. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. God commended his love towards us when we were far away. Far away. Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 13 and 15, to 15, but now in Christ, ye who sometimes were far off, <laughs> yeah, 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 are made now by the blood of Jesus, for he is our peace, who had made both one, and had broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of condemnation, the, the, the law of, of, of um, commandments contained in ordinances for to make himself in himself of twain one man, so making peace. Say amen. Bible says we were some time ago far off, but God has broken the wall, middle wall of partition. What divided us? What didn't make us cross over? Uh, somebody say, you know, this is what's up that people send around and all that. They say that President Trump built a wall between Mexico and America because they didn't want the, the poor Mexicans to come to America. But now, uh, in Mexico, there are only 500 people with the coronavirus and uh, thousands in America. So the Americans are now, now want to cross over and they cannot cross. Be careful with the walls you build. Be careful the walls you build because one day you may need to uh, cross over to the other side. But in this story, Bible says that we are once far away. Far away. Oh yes, some time ago, before this uh, uh, COVID-19 season, go to the embassies in our country. Go to American embassies. Go to British High Commission. The queues. The, oh my God. Some of the conditions are very, uh, very embarrassing, humiliating. One of the embassies, you stand under trees. For if your appointment is 9 o'clock, you have to be there by 5 a.m. And you have to go and queue, stand in the sun, stand under trees and wait. When it's say they come and call you and pull you along like dogs. How pitiful it is. Because you want to cross over to the other side. And they are built things to restrain us from going. When sometimes when you go to the embassy, you hear them ask you questions. So where, where are you going to? Where are you going? Uh, where do you want to go to? I'm going to uh, Atlanta. Who do you know in Atlanta? My mother's sisters, uh, cousins, brothers. Uh, uh, um, and then they'll b- bring a big file. You take your my certificate. You take your land document. You bring, and then they don't even ask, ask you to take a document. They have decided they won't give you the visa already. But when they look at the way you are answering the questions, they have made their minds about you already. And sometimes the way they even talk, everybody can hear them. And then your head is heavy. Others, they bounce you and say, sorry, we, you, we cannot give the visa. And you feel so embarrassed and so shameful. I know somebody who has tried 17 times for a U.S. visa and he's not getting it. Because there's a wall of partition. We cannot close it. We are far away. We want to get there. We want to get there. But we cannot get there. But bless God for, the, for Jesus Christ. For what he came to do on Calvary. Hallelujah. Bless 
God for the sacrifice and Calvary. But the middle of partition had been broken. So you and I can cross over. God has brought us nigh. God has brought us near. God loves us. He's hiding you. He's holding you. God is not afraid of, of COVID-19. He's giving you a high five. He's holding you in his arms. He's embracing you. He loves you as you are. That is what it means for God to demonstrate his love towards us. In the world we're yet far away from God. He broke the world and brought us nigh. What a word. So you can call him your father. He, can, he calls you my son. That's how he calls you. You are no more a stranger. You are no more a foreigner. You are not far away. I remember the first time I went to America, I saw out there, um, before you enter immigration, they read, these are citizens and these are aliens. I mean, how do you call a, a foreigner alien? I was surprised when I saw aliens. Wow! They call those who are not Americans aliens. But in Christ Jesus, there's no alien. He makes us his own children. Come on, clap your hand for the Lord, somebody. This is an Easter message for you. An Easter message for you. We are no more foreigners. We are no more far away. The wall has been broken. You can walk to Jesus. You can come to him just as you are. He will wash you off your sin and make you his own child. I wish you shouted your loudest amen. Are you still here? Can I give you two more points? God commended his love towards us. When we were poor. We were poor. Hmm. What a word. The Bible says in uh, the book of Luke, chapter 4 and verse 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Are you poor today? Maybe looking at your friend, comparing yourself to your friend, you are so poor, you are impoverished. You don't have anything on your table. You have been locked down for some time. Even when there's no lockdown, you still don't have money. Now, how, you don't have food. How much more lockdown? You are trying to chase when the, when the government brings food in the areas. You try to get some jollof rice and a piece of chicken. I saw on television, someone was showing that, look at one small chicken. And the man in TV was asking him, normally do you eat chicken every day? You know what I'm saying? Now, listen, it is, it is, you're chasing after the vehicle. Can I get a, 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 a plate of, of food or whatever and so on? Many of us are poor and impoverished. But Bible says that Jesus said, I came to preach the gospel to the poor. There's no discrimination for, with Christ. No matter where you are, no matter how you find, you find you, no matter how down you are in terms of your finance and your poverty, God can lift you up. The gospel for people like you. God can change your life and make you a brand new person. Shout amen. Jesus said, I've been anointed to preach the gospel to the poor. Everybody hearing me all over the world, no matter how poor you are, the gospel is for you. You don't pay any price. If there was a price tag on the gospel, then not everybody would be qualified. But there's no price tag. You can come and I can come. We can all receive the free, because the free gift of God. The free gift of God. I said the free gift of God. The free gift of God. Again, when I was watching television, I saw them distributing food. And upon the food were finished. And the queue was long. And the people had this grandchildren were complaining. I didn't get any portion. I didn't get any portion. But I can't be telling you something. The love of God never runs out. The mercy of God never runs out. The grace of God never runs out. May you stretch your hand and receive the grace of God and the love of God for your life. 
Hallelujah. God never runs out of mercy. Never runs out of grace. Never runs out of his love. That is how God demonstrated his love towards us. While we're still poor, the gospel is preached to us. May you receive the gospel in your life. I said, may you receive the gospel in your life. Am I preaching to you here? Am I talking to you? Again, Christ came. God demonstrated his love to us. When we have so many problems, we have so many problems. We are, we are full of problems. All of us have so many problems. Bible says in Matthew chapter 11. Write down this scripture because you need to go through them again. Matthew 11 and verse 28 to 30. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. May you receive rest this morning. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. What a word. What a message. Now listen to this what God, this what Christ is telling all of us. We are, we are, we, we, we are, we are laden with problems. We are leading with issues. As I'm speaking to you right now, there's so many issues that are confronting you and confronting us and you wonder, what is the way out of this? But Jesus said, come unto me. Not those with no those with problems. Don't, don't, don't wait till it. That is why I let the message Bible say that when we were not yet ready, problems had engulfed us. Issues have eaten us up. But Jesus said, come unto me. Anybody who is, in, who is having a heavy, kind of heavy burden. And he said, I will give you rest. May you receive rest from God. I said, may you receive rest from God. God will give you rest. I said, God will give you rest. No matter your problem, it can be solved. Is it that you are, you are, you are a single mother with five children? Don't know what to, how to handle, how to live, how to go through this issue. I'm telling you today that come to Jesus as you are. You're hearing me right where you are. You are, you, you, there's complex problems all around and you don't know the way out. Jesus said, come unto me with your problems, with your issues. Today, he's welcoming you. 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 Somebody shout hallelujah. Again, Bible says that God commends his love towards us. When we were sick. What a shock. Bible says in um, Isaiah chapter 53 and verse number 5. But ye, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Easter time is not a time of healing for you. Come with your sickness. Come with your burden. Come with all your issue. Today, I'm telling you that, that God demonstrated his love to us even in our sicknesses. Another story I read about a man who, I mean, some soldiers were involved in a warfare. They went to fight and Sorry, I'm coughing, but uh, don't worry. Don't, don't be afraid of anything. I'm coming to Jesus with my cough. Today, your very problem is God can heal you and God can touch you. Now, this young man was a soldier. They, go, they went to battle and then he was shot. And uh, he got wounded. He got injured. And um, at the enemy's line. And it was dangerous. So his best friend, who was one of the soldiers, decided to go and rescue him. 
But everybody held him back. Don't go, don't go. Because the guy may be dead by the time you get there. And if you go, you're going to risk your life. But he said, no, he's my friend. I'm going to go. I'm going to go and try and rescue him. So this friend called Jimmy, he ran to where his friend had been shot. And then his friend was bleeding. Blood was coming from all over. And he lifted him up. He lifted his friend up. Now, when Jesse, just when he lifted him up, some bullets were shot at him, at Jimmy. Two bullets on the back. So Jimmy also began to bleed. But he managed to carry his friend and carried him all the way to the camp. As he was breathing and carrying his friend who was almost dying. But listen, by the time he got to where his camp, where the camp was, his friend had died. And they told Jimmy, Jimmy, we told you not to go. It was a useless effort. It was useless. And Jimmy said, it doesn't matter that I'm wounded. But he said, I remember when I got there, he was not dead. And my friend told me, Jimmy, I knew you would come. I knew you would come. Somebody was expecting his best friend to come. He knew that no matter how dangerous it is, my best friend will come. Then before he died, he said, Jimmy, I knew you would come. Today, I want to tell you that in our injury, in our pain, our wound, Christ has stepped in for us. He will come to where we are. He will come and save and deliver us. Somebody shout amen. Are you still here? I want to tell you something. You know, when before Jesus was crucified, the Bible talks about, about how he stood before Pontius Pilate. And uh, he, as he stood before Pontius Pilate, you know, Pontius Pilate had no allegiance to Jesus. It didn't matter to him whether this Jew, Jewish boy is killed or if he's guilty, let him die. But the unbeliever Pontius Pilate could see that no matter what it is, I don't have to crucify somebody who has not done anything wrong. Four times or five times, Pilate tried to, to, uh, to, uh, to release Jesus. Number one, he told the people, go and settle the matter. You know, someone when you go to court, they'll tell you, go and settle the matter. But the people said, no, crucify him. And then again, he tried another effort. Okay, I don't see any fault in this man. Take him to Herod. And then when they went to Herod, they brought him back. No, 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 no. He must be crucified. Again, Pontius Pilate spoke and said, uh, said to the people, Okay, I have, a, I have a compromise. Let's beat him and set him free. That one said, No, 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 no. Crucify him. He, an unbeliever king was trying to let Jesus go free, but he didn't allow him. And then again, Pontius Pilate said, Okay, I have one last card. There's a criminal in prison. His name is Barabbas. He was a murderer in Luke chapter 23. Bible tells us that he was a, he was a murderer. He was he is in prison. Every Passover, we release one prisoner free. Let us release Jesus to go. And let me give Barabbas, who is rather a criminal, to be, to be crucified. But the people still rejected the offer. Up to a point where Pilate even washed his hands. And listen, I'm tired of this issue. Long before Paul wrote and said, I said about Jesus Christ that he, he was without sin. Unbelievable Pontius Pilate already said, I see no guile in this man. Meanwhile, Barabbas was in the, poly, in the prison cell waiting for his execution. Today, you may be like a Barabbas waiting for your execution. Barabbas was sitting there waiting for, for the door to open once and then he'll be taken to the gallows and uh, to, be, to, uh, to be crucified. 
Then suddenly you could hear footsteps of soldiers coming. Crow, 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 crow. And I'm sure uh, Barabbas made a sign of the cross. This is my last day. I'm done. I'm finished. Now they began to open the padlocks. And Barabbas knew. This is my last day on earth. Now when they, I believe when the soldiers opened the prison door, they kicked Barabbas in the face. They said, come on, get up. Get up. And he got up. Ready to die. And they said, you are free. Go home. But I said, what? What are you saying? I said, you are free. How am I free? Because somebody has taken your place. Today, I'm going to tell you somebody has taken your place. You may be like a Barabbas. Ready to die. Ready to finish. Ready. No hope for you. But Christ has taken your place. Come on, shout hallelujah. I can see the shock on Barabbas' face. What? What what do you mean? Says somebody called Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus said the Christ, Jesus is the Savior. He decided to die in your place. The people have decided to crucify him so they can go free. Today, you can walk free. Free from every bondage. Free from every sin. Free from every problem of your life. Free from every hold of the enemy. Because Jesus has paid the price for your sin and for my sin. God commanded his love towards us. In the world where you sinners, Christ died for us. I'm going to pray for you wherever you are. This Easter morning. I don't know how you feel. I don't know how your life has been. I don't know what mistakes you have made in your life. But today, you can make Jesus the Lord of your life. You can say, Jesus, I accept your sacrifice. I accept the love of God. God has demonstrated his love to me. All I can do is respond to the love of God and live for God the rest of your life. I'm going to pray for all of you watching and listening to me wherever you are today. Today, this Sunday morning, I want you to close your eyes wherever you are and say this prayer with me. If you want to give your life to Christ, make it your personal prayer. Because today, God is ruining and ruining in your life. And your life will never be the same again. Say with me, Heavenly Father, this Sunday morning, I give my heart to you. I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me. Of all my sins. Come into my heart. Wash away my sins. Make me your child. I will serve you. I will follow you. I will walk with you. The rest of my life. Dear Lord Jesus. Today is my day. Dear Lord Jesus. Receive me as your child. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for reaching out to me just as I am. Today I promise to save you, to love you, to follow you, to live for you the rest of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for hearing my prayer. Thank you, Jesus, for coming to my heart. From this moment, I belong to Jesus. Thank you, Father. For receiving me right now in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to pray for you if you are sick in your body. I want to place your hand with the sickness. Remember that Christ came. God showed his love towards us. Whilst we are yet sick today. The Christ died on the cross so that your body can be restored. His body was broken so your body can be restored. Place your hands where the sickness is. Father, I rebuke every migraine headache. I rebuke every stomach ulcer, every asthma, every strange disease. I curse it to die.
die at the root by the blood of Jesus. I pray that you touch every heart and make our lives whole and complete again by your power and by your mercy. We give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. And everybody shouted, Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I believe you have been blessed by the service and I've been blessed preaching from this book, How to Preach Salvation. Beautiful, beautiful chapter. And I believe that God is doing great things in our lives. I want us to give our tithes and our offering. Listen to me. It's important for you to honor God, especially in season like this. As Bishop Thor said earlier on, this is a season to prove your faithfulness and your loyalty to Christ. I want you to be, give your tithes and give your offerings. You see the numbers on the screen. Right there, you can take a picture of the, of the, uh, take a, a picture of what you're seeing on the screen right now so that you can, um, you, you, you can, uh, give your offering. If you want to give by bank transfer, the bank details are there. If you want to give by Momo or by, by Tigo or by, um, by, Vodafone, all the numbers are there. Please, make sure you give. Give generously and support the work of God. Listen, we are doing so much, even in this season. So I don't want you to hesitate at all in your giving. Give 100 cities. Give 50. Give 200. Give 1,000. Give generously and support that. Tell God how much you love him and how much you appreciate him by your giving and by your supporting. And I believe God is going to bless you. I want to welcome uh, Bishop Isaac to minister to us as we receive our offering right now. So, Bishop Isaac, beautiful, sack the man on the sacks, and I believe that you'll be blessed as he ministers to us. Amen. And as he ministers, make sure to give, make sure you send your mom. Give right now, don't wait till later, give right now, and I believe God will bless us. All right.
Baden. Hallelujah. Why don't you clap your hands for the Lord for this beautiful ministration? Thank you very much, Bishop Isaac, for this beautiful ministration. Now, you see the helplines right there. If you want help, want us to pray with you, you need counseling and prayer, you can call 0279-747-173. 0279-747-173. And then the second number you can call is 0550-949-8745. Zero five five zero nine four nine eight seven five. I believe that you have been blessed. I believe God has been gracious to us. So if you didn't get the moment number to give your offering, the number is zero five five four eight six zero eight nine zero. Zero five five four eight six zero eight nine zero. Now, l- remember that um, all the other. Um, the Tigo, Etel, the number is there, the Vodafone, all the numbers are available. Get on the screen and give and support the work. And I believe God is going to bless you. We have a second service coming up, so you can call up your friends. Going to be a different board game altogether. So make sure you call up your friends who didn't, were not able to join us this first service. to join in for the second service. And I believe God will bless us. God bless you indeed. And may God honor you. And may God bless your house. Wherever you may God bless your children. May God bless your family. May God bless everybody in your vicinity as you serve God and love God. May his love cover you wherever you are as you sing, bless this house. God bless you. Almighty God, this great congregation of your people awaits your presence. We know that when you come, You'll bring everything we need. So manifest your glory in this place. Touch us, oh God. Bless this house. Bless this house. Bless this house. Keep us strong and healthy. Keep us safe and prosperous. Cover this entire from my children to our stars, come down, come from, down heaven, from heaven, Lord, with your almighty power, Lord, shower us with your favor, Lord, This is your prayer. 
sing this chorus with me. Keep us strong and healthy. Keep us safe. Give us prosperity, even in the midst of recession. Cover us, God. Lord, touch those grieving families in Colorado. Touch them, God. Shower us with your favor. Not just behind these four walls. But God, go to the prisons. Go to the convalescent homes. Go to the hospitals. Touch the sick and the shut-in. Oh, God, this world needs your blessing. Lord, please cover us. Oh, Lord, cover us. Cover us. Cover us. Please, Lord, please, Lord. Miss Nikki Here. Oh, Beloved, lift your hands, lift your hands. The 